electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber's on assignment for a final day of April here. And futures are red as we come off those record highs for S&P Nasdaq. Earnings are the story. Amazon, Twitter, Exxon, Chevron, and more signs of price pressure with core PCE, the highest month on month since 2009. Our roadmap begins with Amazon, Twitter, and now Apple's EU antitrust woes. Plus, closing the book on what has obviously been a very strong month for stocks. And Exxon returns to profitability, snapping a 4 quarter losing streak. Jim, though, we'll start with Amazon. We've been talking about some of these revenue gains for the tech giants. 41% is going to take you back to uh, about a decade ago. Look, this is why we like Fang, right? I mean, uh, we just got unbelievable numbers from here. Alphabet was just another great quarter. Facebook was incredible. You're really, I still think that Apple's good. We'll talk about that in a second. But I want people if you want a, a, a kind of a mission statement about what to do if you're running a company, you got to get their actual earnings support. They're talking about supporting communities, talking about what they're doing, uh, empowering mid-sized businesses, climate pledge, vision to, uh, to be Earth's best employer. I finished reading this and I just said, if I were in retail right now, I would quit my job and get into another profession. You are not going to beat these guys. <laughs> this was I mean, when I read them, I mean, they have car. I mean, they throw away a little line. They have carts that walk at a human pace that drop off uh, your uh, your different things that you order. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, who else has that? I mean, as much as I like Target and Shipped, I just I'm not going to go against these guys. So I feel like it's just become it, it, it's impossible. Carl, they're well, perfect. Jim, they're perfect. Uh, it. The retail story would be enough, right? We could spend right. Uh, right. the entire A block on that. But when AWS is up 32, uh, prior in the high 20s, so acceleration at AWS, margin upside surprise, and then advertising, other up 73. We're still trying to get our arms around the Goliath they have become in what is essentially a brand new business for them. Right. I mean, obviously, if you're going to uh feature something or sell something, you got to go to Amazon now. I mean, these numbers are are obvious. Look, Google's very good. Facebook, obviously, great advertising. But now it's Amazon. And I think that the more people recognize that this is the way to go, it, it's a juggernaut. It it's almost feels like some sort of uh, flywheel where you really just say, you know what? Uh, the more people that go, the more that you need to advertise, the more prime people, the more customers you'll have. It is remarkable. We are seeing... Something going on this quarter, Carl, and I know that we listened to uh, Ned Siegel. Twitter's not participating in this, but we're seeing the big three. We're seeing Alphabet, we're seeing Amazon, and we're seeing Facebook. And if you are a company trying to sell something, I really question when you're going to stay with TV and where you're going to just put all the budget with those three companies. So, Jim, that's kind of it ties in with this morning's uh, eco data. Um, 
You got the savings rate yesterday in that GDP number. By the way, best best Q1 GDP uh, since Reagan. Um, and now you got uh, personal income uh, just soaring, mostly on the heels of these stimulus checks. We did hear McDonald's say yesterday that you could see the the effect of those checks wearing off a little bit. But I have to imagine you think this carries through for a company like Amazon through the course of the year. Yes, I do. I mean, I think that this is. Uh, a constant, a constant for Amazon. There's so much money sitting on the sidelines, whether it be for uh, people who are going to buy something and people buy stocks. I mean, I have Brunswick going tonight. The, you're seeing a, a purchasing of boats that's that's insane, but people feel like they're wealthy. They've got stock market wealth. They get checks from the government. I, every single guest that you had on this morning said the same thing, which is, look, there's just too much money and uh, it's inflationary and uh, the Fed is mm-hmm. doing it. Forget that, Carl. That's not our job. Our job is to recognize opportunity. And even though Amazon is up a great deal, you will get a chance to buy it. Remember what I said yesterday? We open up high and then we trade down. The winners mm-hmm. today, they will be down at one point and you can go buy them and you should buy them because these companies are for the ages. I mean, they're just it's kind of like we've got a major league and we've got a minor league and the major leagues. There's not that many teams in it. But when you read the Amazon letter and remember, the Amazon conference call is always very boring because it's just about uh, the pure financials. But when you read the letter, you realize no one can catch these guys. No one. No one around the world. And they're also amazing when it comes to charity. And they just raised the, the they just raised their wages. So I'm not as concerned about any labor issues they have. Uh, this is a remarkable company. And you're right. Amazon Web Services is the one that people don't think of that is a business in itself. Every one of these businesses is bigger than almost every business in the world. It was remarkable. Yeah. It was a it was a clinic. Yep. And right. I love these guys. Interesting, Jim. So it sort of brings us to the broader market. Um, we're going to close out April today. Uh, S&P is going to register five monthly gains in six months. But again, we keep talking about best earnings season in a decade, peak economic growth. Uh, trading ranges have compressed a little bit. I wonder if, as I asked you earlier in the week, if this year sell in May is going to be a real thing. Well, I do think that there's going to be sectors that is sell in May. I mean, we've seen a, a kind of a vicious rotation within the market. If you take a look at the drug stocks, I mean, the drug stocks, they've been pummeled. I mean, they're just horrendous. And, and AbbVie today was uh, the only one that really stood out as positive, and that's because of Botox. Aesthetics are back, and that's worldwide. But we're just seeing those stocks. I, I mean, I, uh, you know I'm a big fan of Bristol-Myers, but I, I've, it's worn out. It's welcome with me. I mean, th- that was a hideous quarter. <laughs> Merck was just a, 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 a horrendous quarter. I see uh, yesterday they circled really? back to the Hershey's and the PepsiCo's. Why? Because they were afraid of everything else. And look at Twitter. I mean, Ned came on, Ned Siegel, and Ned's terrific. But what did Ned do? He did rope dope I mean, he was asked several times about why they're not doing as well as Facebook and why they're not doing as well as everybody else in the business alphabet. And his answers are always the same. We are on plan. Now, if they're on plan, does that mean the stock continues to go lower? I, I, I love Ned, but I just <laughs> I listen. And I was like, wow, that's plan. What is off plan? Whoa. So I, right. there, are, there are companies that just Facebook starred, Alphabet starred, Amazon starred. And then there's a lot of supporting casts. And I, the supporting cast stocks are like we had yesterday. Remember, we had Bill McDermott yesterday for ServiceNow. ServiceNow is a good company. Stock was down $50. $50. That's so a Jim, lot of dollars. Yeah, Skyworks yeah, had a fantastic quarter. They just made a great acquisition, but it wasn't enough, Carl. And the stock is being clubbed. And how about Apple? 
I mean, did Apple not do whatever, what, everything you wanted, I, almost as much as what Advanced Micro did? And it's just, whether it be the chip shortage, I mean, Ford was down 10%, mm-hmm. and Ford had been doing very well. So there are a few companies, uh, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, they look good right now, came in out of the earnings period, but a lot of companies are coming out of the earnings period. They're not unscathed. They're um, right. quizzical. Quizzical. No, I, I hear you. And we're going to get to uh, Mike Mayo's call on J.P. Morgan today, calling it Goliath on steroids. Pretty interesting note. But, Jim, yeah. uh, to your broader point about the indices, you have Leon Cooperman on Squawk this morning saying that stocks will be lower a year from today. At the same time, Credit Suisse takes their year-end target up to 4,600, which implies another 9%. I guess the question is whether the size of these behemoths can mask the underlying weakness in some of the sectors you're talking about. Uh, I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I when I read the J.P. Morgan note by mail, I was trying to figure out, did Goliath win that shooting match? Mm, no. Big guy. The harder <laughs> you fall, right? Uh, I just, I look at, uh, yes. you know, every day, like today is Palladium Day. I mean, there's always some, somebody's got some, uh, some, quantity, some good that has gone up in price. I mean, if you're a home builder and those stocks have been terrific, uh, they're paying so much for lumber. They had to switch from copper, of course, to going to PVC. But there's a lot uh, to not like longer term, but to like near term. I happened to have loved yesterday, Mm. Carl. We did the uh, stock draft and everyone was very, very, very hopeful. And I keep coming back to Stephanie Link, who said, listen, it's time to buy Boeing. She's buying something that's not up. I like that. There are a lot of stocks that are up that, that are really coming in for some serious profit taking. Then there's a whole other group, Carl, that no one wants, and that's the household products. Do you see Clorox? Holy cow, you want to drink well, some Clorox you, after you uh, see those numbers? Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to get uh, to CLX. They do cut their guide on, on, on what else, Jim? Uh, higher. Co- I mean, I, we kind of thought the problem going into these prints was going to be uh, lapping last year's incredible comps. But for, for Clorox, it's about higher input. Right. You, you listen to a company, uh, and I, I happen to like Chevron. I think it's the best of the oils. And they lost $300 million on, on Superstorm Uri. I, the more I hear about Superstorm Uri, I realize that was a seismic event for a lot of companies, whether it be chips, uh, because they had a lot of ch- uh, auto chips made there, whether it be anybody that uses plastic. And all these companies, maybe it is going to be uh, temporary. I, I know that Jay Powell has to just shut us up, off for the next three months. Not that I wanted to do that, but because we're just going to hear too many things which basically say it's out of control right now. Uh, and the numbers aren't being made. Clorox, by the way, is, is uh, they, I thought it was a little ill-advised that they focused on, on commodity because they had to take a big write-down on vitamins on the same day that Nestle's paid up big for a vitamin company. Uh, I, so that was just a ironic uh, ugliness. We'll do more. I'll have Clorox on mm-hmm. tonight. Clorox is a great company, and it, it's had... But it, it, look, it was up against where we all thought that if you wipe surfaces, you don't get COVID. We didn't realize that it was from talking to each other about wiping surfaces that we got COVID. Right. And, and, and no surprise, uh, organic sales of Clorox down one uh, as we see sort of that, that shift in mentality regarding hygiene. Um, Jim, I guess the counter argument to all of this would be I see Jeffries, for example, is looking for a two million print on jobs uh, for April. So there is a narrative that you sort of you spin that out and you can you can continue this rolling economic recovery 
as more people go to work, more people go to the office, New York City's opening July 1, and that we could maintain these kinds of lofty metrics for, as you say, at least in the short term. I think this July 1 date is going to be very interesting because I think that that New York will be a magnet for tourists. Uh, if I were uh, the different airlines that fly into New York, I would jack the prices up right now for July 1. They can do surge pricing, and they ought to. It's a place to go. Remember, Gary Kelly is always talking about Southwest Air. Well, we're, we're ready, but there's no place to go. Well, New York City is going to be the destination in this country, and I, if they can pull this off. And I think that all the airline stocks have been up. Let them take some profits and then go right back to them because of reopening of America. Same thing with the cruise lines, reopening America. Let's not lose sight that there's a huge amount of money here and you're going to reopen America. You're going to go on to Google. You're going to look at the travel breaks and you're going to buy Airbnb. Another great one. I see so much to like after the sell off and the sell off's almost manufactured, Carl. It's an end of the month sell off and it's a sell in May. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to beat sellers. And there's really nothing to this sell. What is it? Is it Chevron? Is it Exxon? No, they're no longer major companies. There was nothing that, that stands out to me as a reason to sell other than the drug stock. So I think it's almost by road. I got up. I got up this morning at 315 and it said today's going to be down. I mean, I don't know. 315 is closer than yesterday, for heaven's sake. <laughs> After the Eagles drafted, I said, that's it. I'm going to bed. They, they moved up. So I got an extra 20 got, minutes. Yeah, you got to stop waking up so early, Jim. Um, we're going to talk a lot more about everything we've just been discussing, the ongoing reopening. Some interesting calls, as we said, on J.P. Morgan. There's a nice upgrade of our parent Comcast. We'll take a commercial break here. A lot more squawk on the street after a crazy week. We're going to close it out on this Friday. Don't go away. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. We thought it was appropriate, though, given the situation, to tell our investors that there is a bit of a risk for the rest of the year around semiconductors and some other materials as well. That's uh, Caterpillar's uh, Jim Applebee with Jim last night on Mad Money. Jim basically saying, look, we had an obligation to tell investors what we think is going to happen to material costs in Q2. The good news is, if you take the rest of the soundbite, 
when it comes to raw materials, you need a caterpillar machine to get them out of the ground, whether it be uh, you're talking. <laughs> about, so he, he's hedged, right? I mean, a lot of these raw materials, steel, yep. copper, he's got you covered. Uh, the semiconductors came for the fact that I have a caterpillar backhoe. Uh, of course, they use a lot of semis. But I was saying that the backhoe, I, I a first-class idiot, can use the backhoe because it's got so many semis in it. I mean, you really have to be a total bozo to not be able to handle a tractor. If there weren't any semis in that, it would be completely stymied, and I would just say, I'd throw my hands up. It is a fact that a cat, equip, that a cat machine is just a huge gob of semiconductors and a lot of yellow materials. So, uh, yes, they're going to be hurt, but, boy, they've got a great, great story to tell, Carl, particularly if you believe in inflation. I think that's the kind of stock that was down because it's just been up so much. But I, I want people to look at that stuff. Dividend aristocrat, by the way. Uppleby's done an incredible job. Look at that chart. Are we suddenly going to leave it when they had a fantastic international? Latin America was good. Latin America. I mean, I thought that, that you're, that's never good. Uh, Asia, great. China, fantastic. United States, great. And that's before we do the $42 trillion infrastructure bill. Oh, I'm sorry. Make that smaller. But when I listen to Lee Cooperman uh, and everybody else who comes on, I feel like we're being bankrupted right now. Take away our MasterCard and our Visa. uh, yeah, I did hear Leon on that earlier. He did. He argued that inflation is going to surprise uh, the Fed. But, Jim, I, I love your your point about cat, because if you wanted to build a bear case around it uh, because of the input costs, because of the material costs, their machines are the very things that help us get those things out of the ground as those prices are going to the moon. Look, this is a great American company. And remember, they export here. I mean, this is what this and Boeing are two companies that you really want to do well if you're trying to create jobs. I know it's not in vogue. I mean, when Democrats come in, they want to create jobs. They insist that it be solar. Uh, I, I, that is hyperbole. Uh, but I do think that when you look at Caterpillar's order book, it's astounding. Remember, they have a dealer network that really know, that has their uh, ear to the ground. I just think that this company is the company, if you really think we're going to get infrastructure, because they're ready. Uh, they are a remarkable company. They endure two companies we're celebrating. If we're going to take a two cheers for capitalism approach to the market, they're going to crush it this year. They're, they're going to crush it. Uh, this is their year. And, and anybody who sells it now off of the semis, I mean, please, if we start getting the semis together in Texas and get the semis in Japan, then uh, then I will believe Jim Farley, the CEO of Ford, when he says we are troughing right now. Everyone's so negative about the about the ability to make more semis. I mean, come on. Uh, as T.J. Rogers said yesterday to Kelly Evans, the invisible hand will work. We're going to get more chips. It's not like they're going to sit there and say, you know what, I'm not going to make those those low end chips. They're going to make the low end chips, Carl, and charge a fortune for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've talked about uh, the degree to which the automakers, for example, have a little bit less leverage than other sectors in getting that supply going. But, Jim, can you make that same argument for lumber and uh, for palladium? I mean, is it I mean, beyond the the chip supply crunch? Lumber is an issue of investment. Uh, the, The Canadians own the big lumber mills in this country. And we also have uh, tariffs that, that President, uh, former President Trump put on Canada. I, I think that it's incumbent upon President Biden to call Trudeau today and say, we want to take those tariffs off. We need your lumber. And then lumber would pl- it'd be cut in half. 
I mean, it's just a very easy call. You get a, a guy like Doug Yearly, who's such a great home, home builder. He's the CEO of, of Toll. And he would tell you, look, it's, it's a one phone call situation. We got to remove the tariff. And then immediately you, it would break the price. Copper, a long time ago, they decided to diversify away to PVC. But, of course, PVC's hurt again by Superstorm Yuri. And I really regret that I wasn't more involved in focusing on what went in, on in Lafayette, Louisiana, and what went on in, in uh Eastern Texas, because they blew up a lot of factories and the factories have not come back online. Chevron said that theirs have after the $300 million loss. But I, I just really think, Carl, we, we we're going to be forming it at such a great uh, uh, at such a great level in this country. I'm not concerned about any of the outliers. It's just going to be a fantastic time. Hmm. Really uh, Jim, that's an interesting we'll be talking about. Yeah, we'll be talking about that kind of mindset as we move into May. And and we'll see if we get more chop in some of the equity prices. We'll take a break here. We'll get to a couple things. The energy names, Exxon and Chevron, that Jim has been hinting around. And then we'll talk about this uh, EU issue for Apple and their response as they are targeted once again by some European regulators. Futures are red and we're back after a break. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Twitter's going to have some weakness at the open here, leading the S&P laggards. The revenue up 28 is the best in almost three years, but the guidance on Q2 revenue basically in line. A couple of comments about ramping headcount, and that's being met with some selling. We'll take a look at that when we get the opening bell in about six minutes. We mentioned Clorox earlier. Jim's looking at uh, Colgate in the Mad Dash. Exactly. And Colgate is, uh, I would say, not as bad as the others. How's that? Uh, Their strength here is a strength that I continue to see, and it's pet food. There is one theme that has lasted throughout this quarter, which is pets and the humanization of pets. That's what saved uh, Colgate, which did fine, not toothpaste. If you can find anything, whether it be Idex or if you look, I'm you can go all the way to Alonco, which I think is making a major comeback. Uh, but I just I, I am just uh, uh, in awe of anyone in the pet business, because that is just the one business that continues to grow because we saw a lot of people buy pets during the pandemic. And the ultimate one, I think, will be Chewy. I think Chewy's a winner. And I know that those of us who use Chewy are kind of used to it and you know, kind of take it for granted the way we take uh, and we take uh, Am- Amazon for granted. But the stock has come down a lot. Kind of interesting. Chewy down 10 percent mm-hmm. for the year. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, in that consumer products basket, Jim, uh, it definitely categories matter. I mean, we talked about Clorox a while ago where you have organic sales down one. Yeah. But Colgate organic was up five, actually better than we thought. Right. And Colgate's got a terrific business overseas. Uh, it's a very well-run company. One of the least promotional companies, Carl, they don't talk. They just deliver. And I think that if you want to own one of these, I'd rather own this right now than Procter. 
I'd rather own this right now than Clorox. It, it is doing I, I, it is a superior consumer packaged good company that also has this great pet pet food cook, uh, kicker. And I really love it. If you want to you know, take a little more speculative, you go with Newell, Newell Brands, which had a, a very big upside mm. surprise. Uh, but for the most part, this group is disappointed and it's just not where the action is, uh, where the action is tends to be. Uh, uh, on a day-to-day basis, switching around. It's not technology today, by the way. Technology, very weak, and including what we're hearing about Apple. You know that that is, you don't want to be in Apple's shoes right now. People are taking shots at you. And I think that Apple's a great company, but you got to let that stock come down too. Yep. Uh, we want to play a little bit of sound from our conversation earlier in the week uh, with Daniel Eck. I don't know if we want to save that for after the bell, but sure. the general point this morning is that um, that is that Apple's being a target once again uh, by Marguerite Vestier, uh, Jim. It's mostly about this uh, complaint that we got from Spotify a couple of years ago. Uh, Apple's response is, look, um, p- these, these players want all the advantages of being on the App Store, and Spotify became a giant because of it, but they don't want to pay for the privilege of being there. I love I love the Spotify has become the largest music subscription service in the world. And we're proud for the role we played in that. I think I love the irony of this. Uh, look, who knows where this goes? But what, what matters to me is, is that the big guys are just constantly under attack for whatever they do. And I think this is a, it's going to be another opportunity to buy Apple when it, when it subsides. We got a bad tape today. Everybody knows it. I like a down tape. I think that there's opportunity near the end of the day. We've had some very good opening of each month. Obviously, May's more challenging just because of the the ditty sell in May. But I don't know. I, I think the market's over uh, reacting to negativity today. It, it, it's just not yeah. as bad as people think. No, it's true. Uh, the last three months, a lot of the technicians have taken note of weakness in the back half of the month. Yes. They thought it was going to come this month, Jim, and it really it didn't really happen the way they thought, uh, notwithstanding the weakness on this final day. Yeah, I mean, I look at, at Skyworks and people are complaining about the gross margins. They just made this fantastic acquisition. They're moving to be not just cell phones. They'll be automotive. Well, how fantastic is that? Internet of things. And the stock's down 12, uh, down 11 right now. I regard that as just opportunity. There's really nothing wrong with Skyworks. We're, we're in a lot of situations like Caterpillar. Nothing wrong with. Nothing wrong with. And it becomes kind of, at the end, self-fulfilling. It's like, well, I just want to sell even though there's nothing wrong. Uh, unless... One of the classics right now, Illinois Toolworks, ITW, really boring company, I know, but a very well-run company. Mr. Stanty, fantastic job. They truly blew out the numbers. Let's watch that. If uh, David Jeopardy Faber was here, uh, were here, excuse me, uh, he would say, he'd ask me, what's the key to the market? I'd say ITW because it's one of the best blowouts. But it's a cyclical, Carl, and people aren't interested in cyclicals anymore. They got tired of that group. I don't know. Everyone seems mm-hmm, to be tired mm-hmm. of everything after going through the gauntlet. They really are. They're just tired of well, everything. Well, you know, I mean, um, S&P's up, uh, what, that most since for a new presidential term since FDR, right? Um, right. And we are beginning to look at signs that the vaccination trend in the country is slowing down. So that has led to a more even debate about some of these reopening uh, epicenter names, as Tom Lee calls them. Yeah, so true. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who say, you you know, you've been recommending the Southwest air every single day. I mean, it doesn't go up anymore. That's another common refrain I'm hearing. Well, that's not going up anymore. So why should I buy it? Well, that's stupid. I mean, you buy it because it's cheaper. (laughs) 
I mean, well, that one's not going up. I don't want to join that one. It's like a club. It's, a, it's Groucho Marx time. I find that there are some bargains. Uh, there's nothing really wrong with a lot of the stuff that's being sold. There's lots of opportunities. The Fed just gave you the green light to buy. I mean, like, Jay Powell's not going to give a speech today and say, you know what? I take back everything I said on Wednesday. It doesn't work like that. And by the way, you want the one that I think is most attractive? If you had to ask me which one I would buy, it's the one that is just completely hated. Microsoft. I mean, Microsoft delivered. Did, did anyone read the quarter? Did anyone listen to Amy Hood, the CFO? I mean, Microsoft had an amazing quarter. This thing has been unrelenting on the downside. I like Microsoft. I mean, they're as close to monopoly in most of the businesses they're in. And you could argue they're getting away with it. Nothing is wrong with Microsoft. And yet I keep hearing yesterday people saying, Jim, you know, Microsoft, I don't know. And I said, like, you don't know what? Well, I don't know. It keeps going down. Well, why? Yeah. I mean, that is not a reason to sell. I guess, Jim, because we're in an environment where the definition of good isn't, uh, isn't just good. It's whether or not it's better than Google, for example, in the case right. of Microsoft. Right. Uh, that's very true. And a lot of people would rather buy something that's truly awful that is uh, doing better. I mean, look at Nokia. OK, Nokia is truly awful and it's been up now for two days. I buy Nokia. If I say that Nokia's going to become a meme stock any minute, boy, the meme stocks—they've just the new meme stocks, the uh, you know, the microvisions—they have just been annihilated. So we're even losing that cohort. I don't know what they're—I don't know what they've decided to move up today. What is their gang tackle stock name? They should just go to Nokia. Yeah. They could take it to six. Yeah. I they're wonder, tiresome. Jim. You know, we've we've talked uh, we've talked about a lot of the bloodletting and some of those meme names. Certainly, a lot of them centered around mobility. At this point, do you think that trading community has, I guess, learned a lesson, for lack of a better phrase? No, they, they don't seem to be able to learn anything. Um, I, I think that they. Well, I think that though they'd rather buy uh, an Alexa than they would buy a stock. Uh, because I think that they realize that it's fraud. But the peop- the hardcore people, the ten I don't really believe that there's 10 million people on Wall Street bets, frankly. I think there's seven people, and all they do is invent new names. And they keep recommending AMC. Uh, look, Microvision was a company that, I mean, they did something like $400,000 in sales. Uh, uh, that was supposed to be the breakout LIDAR pick. I don't know how they make up this stuff. I mean, they, they do have a yeah. great time. I have to admit they have a great time with their little names, taking them up, enjoying themselves. I mean, I think they, they should actually watch Warren Buffett this weekend. It might be revelatory for them. Um, that is going to be interesting. Uh, Buffett uh, and Munger this weekend, of course, will be uh, paying attention uh, to our Becky Quick, who's going to help drive some of our coverage on that over the weekend, Jim, as we get his sense of, um, of uh, the economy and inflation and asset prices I want to Chevron's lower on the Dow, the worst performing component. Exxon uh, is um, Darren Woods was on this morning, Jim. He talked about the uh, discussions with activist investors, engine number one and D.E. Shaw about this ongoing debate about how uh, they are going to transition the company and the country to a more green environment. Here's what he said. Some of the things we've been doing, I think they recognize as steps in that direction, uh, trying to find ways to leverage what ExxonMobil can uniquely bring to this space to help society transition to a lower carbon future while building shareholder value. Free cash flow, uh, $3.4 billion, Jim, uh, first time since COVID that it exceeds CapEx and dividend. Yeah, Not I thought bad. it was a good quarter. I mean, Darren Woods, candidly, uh, if he, I think he must have joined Greenpeace. 
I mean, the, the guy's incredible. I mean, Sierra Club, whatever it is. I mean, he now comes on and he's the leading spokesperson for carbon capture. I think that Chevron has a lot of scientists working there doing a good job in carbon capture. And they also give you a 5% yield. Uh, and I feel very confident that Chevron, once it's... Uh, once the selling subsides today, it's going to be just fine. Uh, it is. I think it's the better of the two companies. Uh, but I do feel that uh, that when you listen to Darren Woods, he recognizes what I've been so what I've been pushing for these guys to do, which is talk the environment, talk about what you're doing, because otherwise you're going to be banned from funds. You're going to be in the crosshairs of Larry Fink. Right. I mean, it's, it's a black rock imperative that you do something to be able to make the uh, environment better. These companies are doing it. Uh, they're not just drilling anymore. And I think that that's to be applauded. I know people, I can't hate them as much as I used to. How about that? Yeah. They don't deserve yeah. it. Um, one, head, one headline, Jim, they crossed yesterday that took uh, some of the uh, wind out of Uber and Dash and Lyft was this comment on, on Reuters from Labor Secretary Marty Walsh that gig employees uh, in most cases, or in many cases, he said, deserve to be classified as employees. I wonder how long-lasting you think that fight is going to be and and what the potential liability is for the stocks. Well, it's terrible. I mean, they they just can't have it. Uh, I felt that it was a radical offhand comment. Uh, Obviously, we had this battle in California. You have to pay these people the way you would pay a regular employee. Then the profit margins are reduced dramatically. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I do think that DoorDash is the one that has to try to does DoorDash do well on a grand reopening or not? I mean, that's the difficulty. I use DoorDash at our restaurants and we think that it's going to be sticky. uh, People wanting things Hmm. delivered. Uh, But I don't know. I mean, I I like a nice bottle of wine with my meal, but they also do that. Right. They've got Uber's got that covered with a drizzly. I I don't want to sell these companies. No, it's. It's interesting, Jim. Um, you know, we've we got open table uh, seated diners making a pretty nice move uh, in a lot of different states. But then I listened to Domino's on your show last night, and his argument is that that digital interaction is is not going to go away, as he told you. Uh, right? You know, diners are not going to call the restaurant again for delivery. No, I think that uh, they're not. I do think that Domino's has something going that's so exciting. They've got autonomous cars, autonomous deliveries. In Houston, I mean, I think that you would order a pizza. I happen to like the tomato pie with banana peppers. I think you would order a pizza just to see the autonomous car drive up. I mean, come on, that is so cool. <laughs> I mean, they're ready. They're ready. It comes to your house. You got to you now. You do have to leave well, your house, but you know, go out there to the drive. To I was going to say street. they might be ready, uh, but are municipalities ready for for that kind of uh, autonomous traffic? I don't know, but I do think that Dominus told a very good story. It's mostly international. Uh, McDonald's told a good story. There's some restaurants that are restaurant chains that I think have survived. 150,000 restaurants went out of business. And uh, you get a place like Domino's. They have so much technology. They can put other guys out of business. I mean, just simply because they just don't. You know, the, you know, when you order from your local pizza pie, the guy comes on and says, hi, are you? And then you tell him that you want. I don't know. You, 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 you want a, a, a mushroom pepper and it comes and it's not that. I mean, in Domino's, if you get the wrong order, it's because you screwed up because you entered it yourself. And that's why they've been able to make mm-hmm. so much money. Oh, my God. Internationally, they're going to double the number of, of, of Domino's in Germany. They can, they can double the number in France. Now you can say, well, who would when you're in France, why would you ever order Domino's? I don't know. People order Domino's. France has got a lot of good food. Yeah. But 
Domino's. Yeah. No, but you're right, Jim. It's it's a little uneven. I see restaurant brands is actually doing quite well this morning, up up, up almost three percent. That looks like a at least a recent high. But Tim Hortons was negative. Jim uh, Burger King uh, mid single digits. Nowhere near the numbers we got out of McDonald's. No, McDonald's really had a blowout quarter. I mean, that was that was very very positive. And the stock's been on a major run. I think people should recognize this. It's just it, you know we used to have these terms called blue chips. McDonald's is a blue chip. Can we just stop, stop for a second and look at Amazon? Now, the people who are selling Amazon called. Now, what are they thinking? Let's get in their heads. I think here's what they're saying. Wow, it's going down. I, I better sell. I mean, I don't think they read a thing. If they read anything, anything about that quarter, it is impossible to sell. It's that good. And they just need to, please, I'm begging them to read some of the things that Amazon is doing. I mean, there's page after page of what they're doing, the web services is doing, the, the, what they're doing in, uh, by the way, I don't think there's anything wrong in reading what they're doing with charity because it's great. But you, people need to read the shopping page. There's a whole page about what they're doing with shopping. I mean, they, Polish customers just got a selection of more than 100 million products. Poland, whatever. They are dominant around yeah. the globe. Why sell this stock right here? What is the point? Um, you're absolutely right, Jim. Even uh, the June revenue guide, uh, 110 to 116 billion is above the street at the entire range. Um, so there's I mean, I guess we're counting on a prime day in Q2. Right. Well, that but, is that is the, that is the general. Exactly. Go Pe- ahead. People are selling a first round draft pick and they're p- to buy what? Fourth round picks. They're trading down. I mean, what th- this this company is different from any other company in the world. And they talk about, by the way, Jeff Bezos talks about the two kids, the prime video kid. I mean, I think this new Tom Clancy movie without remorse is going to be very good. We're all going to be talking about that. Uh, You know, they've got children. They call companies children. I mean, when you do that, prime video and AWS, I mean, I I wonder if you want a Bezos' kid. Imagine how much you're rich, how rich you are, or unless he makes you give it all away. But this is an extraordinary, yeah. extraordinary. I, they, I, my, I salute them for doing so many things beyond just delivering product. What a company, American company. We are dominant in some things. Finally, finally, Jim, Apple uh, is basically a few cents away from, uh, let's call it a two or a two week low. Um, we mentioned the conversation we had earlier in the week with Spotify's Daniel Eck about this ongoing dispute with Apple. Take a listen to this. All we're fighting for really is having a level playing field, having an open platform that allows us to talk to customers and to allows us to innovate on the same premise that everyone else on the platform does, including Apple. I don't know what the European Union will do, but obviously we're very encouraged with all the dialogues we're having with regulators around the world. (laughs) And now we can see why, Jim. Yeah, I mean, there is a line in Apple's response. Spotify does not pay Apple any commission on over 99% of its paid subscribers. And in Europe, they have over 50% share. I don't know. I think that that's pretty dispositive for Apple. Uh, People did comment on that interview uh, greatly, Carl. But, of course, it wasn't on anything involving Spotify. It was this love for Arsenal. (laughs) Yes. I mean, this Arsenal. I mean, I'm so American. I'm like, Arsenal, I don't know. But, boy. Do people ever love that? And, and I know that we'll, I think Wilf was happy with our line of questioning, but I think Wilf also felt that we shouldn't have asked any questions about Spotify's business. I think it was almost entirely. <laughs> he won. I mean, well, I, I think it was I a did. 90-10 ratio. Yes, 
I did notice that Joe Rogan, uh, their number one podcaster, did clarify his comments about young people getting vaccinated, oh. saying he's not an anti-vax guy. Uh, but no, that was a, a well-rounded interview with a, a lot to look at. Um, obviously, some selling here at the Open. Let's get to Rick Santelli this morning. Hey, Rick. Morning, Carl. And indeed, we are shortly expecting the Chicago PMI number to come out. Uh, that will be an April number. But before we get to that, uh, and before we get to the charts, quickly, let's go to the whiteboard. We had a March personal income number today that was just stratospheric at 21.1%. These numbers go all the way back to 1946. We've never had a higher number. Now, why is that so important? Well, because it really goes to show that all of these stimulus checks, of course, are getting in the pockets of Americans, and it's really bolstering that side of the equation. Of course, much of that money is going to show up in the economy, and that's what all these numbers that I bring out every morning are going to start to demonstrate. 72.1, 72.1 for Chicago PMI. We're expecting a number around 65. Our last full month, uh, March was 66.3. The last time we had a number at 72.1, well, you're going to have to go back to December of 1983 to find a higher number, which was 75.0. So this is really a biggie. Now, let's go back to the charts. 24-hour chart of 10s. You can see there that we're hovering right around 160. Uh, three right now. And 163 means we're down one for the day, but we're up seven on the week. And that is important. As you go to a month-to-day chart, remember that the last trading day of March is when we pegged the high yield close post at all-time low close in August of last year at 50 base points out to 174. So we finally turned the corner a bit, but we're going to basically have to literally test the low price high yield to make this month a wash, but it is rounding out, moving a bit higher. Part of the reason is boom yields. Look at the two-day boons. Yesterday, their high yield was under minus 18 basis points. That's a 15-month high yield, and if you go to a March of 2019 chart, you can see how high that's moved and how quickly it is and realize they haven't been at zero or higher, meaning they've only been in negative territory since March of 2019. Carl, back to you. All right. That's incredible. Thanks, Rick. Uh, Rick Santelli. When we come back, a rare interview with Northrop CEO Kathy Warden. Morgan Brennan's going to have that. In the meantime, uh, some selling here with uh, almost every sector in the red. We got healthcare and consumer discretionary barely green. Don't go away. We uh, have spent a long part of the week talking to various CEOs, Jim, about the reopening and uh, the degree to which it's going to involve higher employing costs uh, and so forth. Take a listen to this. I believe, at least in this country, in the United States and a few other domestic markets, traffic really is ready to burst back. And uh, our customers are are busy getting ready for it. Uh, We are getting ready to support them in every way that we can. Um, and, And that is right in front of us. DC market, uh, Jim, is, um, you know, in a remarkable place. I mean, if you think about it, you know, the recent, um, you know, the recent growth that we saw last year and the growth that we're seeing this year is just very, very strong. And I think it's this, this trend of not just work from home, but everybody wants, um, you know, better products and better computing. You know, you want a, um, you know, better video experience. You want a better computing experience. And so the demand is strong. If you look at this last quarter, it was a solid quarter and it really demonstrates that vaccinations are the unlock for what we call the great human reconnection. And we saw that unfold across the United States. 
Now, certainly, as you point out, you know, Europe had some uh, some outbreaks and much of Europe was in lockdown uh, through parts of this last quarter. And we even saw some COVID restrictions in China where they restricted non-essential travel throughout the Chinese New Year. So that put a little bit of, uh, of headwind. Jim, that's sort of something we talked about a couple of days ago, and that is that the problems ex-U.S. potentially could act as a bit of a uh, damper on this some argue overheated growth that we see in this country. I think you're right. I mean, Starbucks, clearly, they did not perform well in some of the big international markets because of COVID. Uh, Boeing needs international travel to come back. It's not coming back. Uh, it, it's just not. I mean, we'd like to think it'd come back, but it, it, it's not happening. The, uh, the quandary here is Lisa Sue in Advanced Micro. That was a remarkable quarter. Now, they're not done with the Xilinx deal. That's got to close. But uh, people just feel that there is a peak in the PC market. Uh, and I think people feel that way about Apple, too. I don't think there is. I think that work from home is going to require a, a whole new balance and that there's plenty of uses for the chips of Advanced Micro. I think that AMD's a buy. Uh, Jim, there's a lot to be discovered in the coming weeks. We're back below 4,200 on this Friday, but uh, fairly moderate selling, as we said. We're back in a minute. Let's get to a Friday edition of Stop Trading. Here's one people don't think of. The great reopening, when you start opening your businesses, the shock, the sticker shock, is not from food, not from labor. They're both tight. But it's insurance. Your insurance rates have just skyrocketed. I don't know why, uh, but probably the best one, uh, Evan Greenberg at Chubb. He has done a remarkable job piloting the company. He did try to buy Hartford. I didn't get it. But they are going to, th- I think, have a magnificent next quarter. This quarter was very good. The insurance stocks bore people, but they make you a lot of money. And Evan Greenberg is a money maker. Jim, you're speaking from experience. Um, are we? Are you opening the restaurant on Wednesday? Uh, we have a, we have a couple soft openings, uh, and I hope to see some people there uh, because it is going to be. Um, we have, you know, what you can't have everybody there at the beginning, Carl, because you don't know whether you're going to yeah. have a full house. It's not July one yet, but uh, I do hope to see you. There's an invite from the media uh, on TV. I, How do you like I, that? I, y- you, you, me, and David, we'll, we'll, uh, yep. we'll clean house. We did, uh, we'll we do our, I did my ourselves. pricing. I did my pricing on Tuesday, Carl, and I'm jacking the price of beers up by two bucks because I, I that's had a, to keep the okay. chips the same it. price. Victoria is my feature. Uh, Jim, beer. really quick. You got Clorox tonight? Yeah, uh, Logitech, which is the way to be able to win in, when you're doing video games and many other different. Let's. Uh, I want to talk to him about semiconductors, but many other different devices. And then, you know, I, I think Linda Rendell's doing a good job, but uh, Clorox has been getting crushed. And David Folks, Brunswick, what can I say? It is the time to buy a boat. You have the money, the discretionary money. Buy a 17-foot Boston whaler. Like I have you. It'll be great. And have a great weekend. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Yeah. Have, have a great weekend, man. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.